Hey, this is Glenn. Welcome to another episode of Other Moods, a podcast about introspection, observation, spirituality, culture, religion, the nature, reality itself. So it's the beginning of October. So that means it's the spooky season, right? It's the season for scary tales and frights and horror movies and all those things and costumes and candy. It's Halloween season. And Halloween, I mean, I was a kid, Halloween was big. But Halloween has only gotten bigger. And it's, I read somewhere, it's such a staggering amount. I can't remember the exact amount. But it's billions of dollars that people will spend on Halloween. Like, like, like from costumes to candy to, to decorations. It's... It, it, it's, it's within the billions, and it's probably going to be even, this Halloween is probably going to be even bigger, because it's probably going to be like the really first full-blown Halloween since the pandemic. There's a lot of restrictions the past couple of years, but I think even though COVID-19 is still happening, I think people are kind of ready to party and let their freak flag fly, especially when it comes to Halloween. And I was wondering, like, why, why did Halloween get so huge and it's so long really because if before Halloween felt like okay when I was a kid Halloween was really like okay October you're getting ready for Halloween but really like that week or a few days before Halloween is when you really felt like okay it's Halloween now but now it feels like as soon as you hit like the end of September people are already ready for Halloween it's really become this uh phenomenon and look I think human beings we like scary stories you know, we've, we've probably been telling each other scary stories since we were, you know, in, living in caves and places like that. Or, or on the plains of, of great savannas. You know, human beings have been telling other human beings scary stories. Just something sort of just ingrained in us. But why do we like scary stories so much? Or why do we like dressing up and, and being silly and mischievous? I just think it's in our nature, and I think it, it gives us a break. It it gives us sort of, a, you know, a sense of freedom from ourselves. Uh, I did an episode, uh, it could have been the, the past season, the season before, about costume and identity. Now, some are like Comic-Con and like cosplay. People go to conventions and, and dress up as characters from their favorite TV shows and comic books. And how, like... I think it's very healthy to sort of have these other aspects of our personality that we develop that are kind of, you know, separate maybe from our everyday life. So I think Halloween kind of falls into that conversation because, you know, people buy multiple costumes and people going to several parties and, and, you know, maybe people are just going to hang out at home and eat candy and watch as many movies as possible. So I do, I do think this sort of fear factor within our culture. Uh, so first of all, we, we get to sort of, uh, sort of translate a lot of emotions and feelings that we have about other things through horror. Uh, it could be you, you, you could be having fear and anxiety about everything from crime to the economy to the environment to you know global warfare. There's so many different. There's so many real fears that we deal with. So having an outlet where we can just feel afraid and there isn't, 
really that much consequence, except we might get a little, we might jump up, maybe a jump scare in a movie, or maybe you're reading a, a Stephen King novel, or maybe you're reading, you know, Anne Rice, and you're a vampire, you, 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 you get engrossed in these stories, and in and, and these fantasy worlds, and, and, it, and, it, and, it, and, and it's escapism, but it's, it's it's an it's a different level of escapism from just watching a regular movie or from just regular reading uh you know maybe a romance novel or a you know, sort of a historical a bio you know it it's a different it's a different level of escapism because you could you could you're sort of processing some authentic uh feelings not that you can't do that in romance I don't want to Anyone who's a romance novel fan, please don't send me a nasty email. Nothing against romance novels. Uh, but, you know, I think horror just, we kind of deal with this sort of visceral, sort of, just sort of angst that we have and we process it. And, you know, from from the gothic tales of Edgar Allan Poe to, to the films of Wes Craven to, uh, you know, just everything. Uh, that you could think of that falls under the horror and sort of scary umbrella, and it can be and look, and and I was and I'm someone like I can watch. Uh, the reason why I love this time of year because there are so many great films and there's so many great horror films. Even I feel like horror films is the one genre of cinema where even if the movie is not good, it still can be pretty entertaining. You can be like, okay, that wasn't good. Like the plot was kind of stupid, and the acting wasn't great, and but I still enjoyed it. I feel like that's like the one genre of cinema where, even if nothing, if it's not working on so many levels, it still can be a satisfying experience to to some extent. And of course, we have these these iconic horror film characters: Freddy Krueger, Jason Voorhees. Michael Myers is returning for another film this year, which they say is going to be the final one, which we don't really believe that, right? I mean, Michael Myers will be 95 years old and still be stalking people and trying to stab them, right? And we're, and we're, and we're, in, and we're going to enjoy every moment of it. So, so, we, so we have these sort of characters who, you know, that are, that are, that are intended to scare us, but... But in some way, become they become likable for some reason. They because they maybe they tap into like I said that mischievous sort of uh, side of that we all have where we like we would like to be the bad guy. Especially you know Freddy Krueger had he was witty and had all the banter and all the jokes, um, and of course, look if you're looking for like if you look if you're looking for like. A role model for being relentless and and being like having determination. Hey, Michael Myers, the guy never gives up, right? He, you know, he never gives up on his goal, no matter what the obstacles are. Now, the obstacles happen to be people trying to stop him from murdering everyone in the town of Haddonfield, Illinois. But still, he's a very determined guy. He has a goal and he's determined to, to go with it. So I guess that's like a redeeming quality, maybe. Um, I'm joking, folks. I don't, you know. But yeah, so horror, I think, really plays an important role. And and I think there are lessons to learn, you know. Psycho, uh, what's the lesson from Psycho? Well, make sure to keep the, the bathroom door 
clothes very securely when you're taking a shower. That's one particular lesson. But there's, but, but there's also sort of the lesson of the choices that characters make, right? Uh, Marion Crane, psycho, right? She, she steals this money. Spoilers for anyone who, who not have seen, may not have seen it. Who steals his money and goes on a run and, and has second thoughts. But before she can sort of redeem herself, she meets her fate at the hands of, you know, uh, Mrs. Norman Bates, quotation marks, right? Or, or Mrs. Bates, quotation marks. But, you know, maybe there's a lesson in that, right? About sort of acting out of fear and, 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 and not acting soon enough to remedy a situation. Uh, I was watching Scream, the latest one, that, that, that was released earlier this year. Uh, Nev Campbell, David Arquette, Courtney Cox. Uh, a really good movie. I really enjoyed it. I, I enjoyed the entire Scream film franchise. And w- w- what I, I, I love about the, f- the film... Uh, because it's it's always it's always, a, it's always been a meta story, it's a movie which, in many ways, is invoking all the sort of tropes of horror movies before, and it's also sending it up. It's, it's a meta story really about the horror film genre, uh, but the stakes within the story itself are are legitimate and contained. Uh, but still, they're not like sort of it's it's not a a, a parody. It's it, it, but it does has but it does it does parody certain elements of the horror film genre, and Nev Campbell, Sydney Prescott, who's she's been in all these films, and she, she's sort of the ultimate survivor, right? She 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 keeps surviving all these attacks and all these killers, and as you as you watch her develop through the film series, she becomes more resolute, and she become someone who's determined to face her fear, no matter how dangerous it may be, no matter you know, no matter how crazy it may seem to face a, a crazy ghost face killer. Now here, Sydney Prescott sort of looks the abyss right in the eye and says, you know what, I'm gonna confront uh this. And I think people respond to characters like that who show this determination and grit and, and you know I talked about Halloween and Michael Byers. Jamie Lee Curtis' character in Halloween uh, has become so iconic. And first of all, we got to say that Jamie Lee Curtis, the daughter of Janet Lee, who played Marion Crane in Psycho. So we have that horror symmetry. But Jamie Lee Curtis is Laurie Strode, who, you know, in the first film is a teenage girl terrorized by this monster, this boogeyman. And she she survives, right? She 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 does something that her other people in the movie did not do that that evening in the film. Like her friends, all her friends are slaughtered, and and she and she survives. This young girl, and of course the franchise has many twists and turns, and there's so many films, and they're not all like lined up, like not part of the same storyline anymore. But that's like for another different type of podcast to go through all of that, but. We see this character who, who has, you know, been through this trauma, who really affected by it negatively, have you seen it in the latest films, but, you know, it still has this sort of grit, this resolution, this, this, this determination, uh, this uh, 
fearful, I guess fearlessness, even though I think there's still fear there, but I think fearlessness is sometimes not the absence of fear, but being willing to confront what you're afraid of. And I think these are great traits that we see in so many of these films, which is why I think people respond to these characters. Uh, not only to the horror and the fright, but just sort of determination of our sort of uh, protagonists and, and our people who are trying to survive. And we've seen other films, films like Midsummer, right? Where you're like, people are in a strange place, which on the surface is very beautiful, but underneath there's something dark. And I think everyone has sort of experienced that. Not to that degree, but maybe it's a school, maybe it's a job, maybe it's a relationship where everything on the surface seems really wonderful and amazing, but then there's something there. And then you find yourself sort of sort of going down a rabbit hole into what can be considered, you know, a nightmare or just a bad experience. So we vicariously experience these emotions through these characters, uh, through these works, either through film or or or, or novels or, or written works. And the other aspect of talking about this this season, this time of year, through the costumes, through the you know the the dressing up and the the, the debauchery that can take place, we are sort of expressing these these innate characteristics that you perhaps don't have the freedom to do any other time, but are important to just being a human being. So on that note, for this, you know, just relax, watch your favorite scary movie, eat some candy this year, uh, read a good horror novel if you want to, or, you know, if you really want to be scared, ride the subway late at night here in New York, you know, hey, but, you know, in, in, in embrace, you know, in, embrace uh, these elements of our culture, because they can be very fun and very cathartic and, and I think very healthy. So on that note, thank you for listening to this episode of Moods and be very, very careful. <laughs>